This is the Southern Hills Church of God, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. I've talked to many, many people over the last couple weeks, and, and you know, there's things in 2020 that we didn't do that, that I miss greatly. Y'all know how much I love a choir. I love choirs. I love a good choir, and I'm a little bit biased, but I believe we have the best choir in the entire state, in the entire region, and I believe we have the best choir this side of the Mississippi. I believe it. And I know we've not been able to sing as much, and I was talking to um, a Jennifer about how much I miss it. And I promise you, we're going to get it back at some point. But we're, we're still going to play it cautious and play it safe for just a little bit. Uh, the senior adult ministry, I talked to Brother Moore. I miss lunch. If I'm honest, okay, y'all have your trips and your meetings. I miss lunch. I miss when y'all bring food to the church. That's amazing to me. And I sit down and I feast. So let's get that rolling soon and very soon. No, I, I talked to Brother Moore, and I think we're tentatively penciling in March and April, and then we're going to evaluate kind of even then and see kind of what things look like. But I'm ready, guys. I'm ready. 2020's over. 2020's over, and I'm ready to move in. 2021 is here, and... And I know we must continue to navigate through the times, but can I say that the longer this tarries, the more I say, Lord, come quickly. (laughs) I'm just being real today. I say, Lord, come quickly. But as long as he tarries, I'll continue to move forward in what he's called me to do, and that's to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our message has not changed, church. We're still called to reach people from all walks of life. We're still called to introduce them to a Savior so that God can restore them back to the way He wants them. And then it's our job to release them back into ministry so that they can fulfill God's purpose for their life. This message today is what I believe the church needs to do to be the church that God has called us to be. This isn't a run the altar type message. This is a get back on track message. And I believe it's something that God wants us to hear today. I, I told you, um, it's been, Lord have mercy, it's been two weeks since I preached here. I miss it. Man, I might just preach for an hour. Who knows? I miss it. I'm telling you. I preached last week at a church in Alabama. There's a pastor who's also the coroner of um, his county. And uh, he thinks that's where he contracted COVID. But he got COVID and was out of the church for almost a month and, and hospitalized. And it was really bad. And he knew that I was in town, so asked if I'd come and preach for him. So I preached at his church last week in um, Jasper. And, and let me tell you something. When, when you go other places and you see all the good things that they have, let me tell you something else that makes you appreciate what you have here. And we have a great and amazing church. And I believe it. And it's all because of you. So I am happy to be back today. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I shared with you slight, a very very a small portion of a um, a vision, a dream that I believe God gave me for 2021, and 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 He spoke the word new into my spirit. 
He spoke the word new into my spirit. Now, let's be honest today that, you know, a lot of us, myself included, when the word change or new comes, we have a bit of anxiety that begins to build up because we don't always like change or a lot of change. And, and to be honest, I'm the same way about certain things. And But I'll say this, after the year that we've had, I think we're all ready for something new. Amen? We're all ready to get back to a new normal. And I believe 2021 is the year that he will make all things new. Revelation 21.5, if you have your word, I want you to go with me there today. Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. Here's what it says. It's up on the screen. He who was seated on the throne said what? I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down. Why do you write it? For these words are trustworthy. For these words are true. I am making all things new. Would you pray with me today? Lord God, I ask you to be with me today. God, I pray that you'd be with me as we, as, as we launch this 2021 year. God, Lord, as we give it to you. God, let it be, let this service, let this word be about you. God, let it be, be, be all about, let, let nobody hear me, God, but let them hear you. God, I pray that you'd be my mouth as I speak today. God, I pray that you'd open up our ears to hear, our minds to know, and our eyes to see the truth of your word. God, I pray, Lord, that you do with me what you did with Moses when you said, I'll be your mouth as you speak. God, you know I can't do this without you. And God, as we usher in this new year, this year that I believe is new, that he will make all things new. God, I pray that you, that you speak to us this morning. And to be with every heart and mind of everybody here and those watching online today. It's in your name I pray. Amen and amen. If you're new, thank you for being here. Uh, it's such a joy to see you and I hope you enjoy it and want to come back. 2020, a year that we'll never forget. The world experienced a global shift in just about every area, every part of life, and all because of this coronavirus, this COVID-19. And in the midst of this crisis, the church has found ways to minister. Even when the normal became abnormal, we found ways to reach people. We've gone from indoor services to outdoor services to online services, back to indoor services, back to online services. And it's been this cycle of over and over and over. But can I say, I, I, I am so proud of, of this church and I'm proud of the church of God that the church never left. The church was always there. It might have not been the way that we were used to having it, but we found ways to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I know that we played a cautious approach, probably more cautious than a lot of other places did but can I say we did so for very good reason you see I'm, I'm grateful for a church that's been patient you know with with me and and I understand the frustration that it's brought because it's brought me the same pain but I care and love people so much that I wasn't willing to do anything that could potentially cause harm so we decided to, to play it safe, but, but here's the reality, okay? Here's where I'm going with this. If we are to fulfill the Great Commission, and if we're to continue to do everything that God has called us to do, at some point, we've got to get back to a new normal. 
At some point, we've got to get back out on the streets and, and in, in, in our parking lot and reach people. At some point, we've got to do things for our kids and, and our teens to, to, uh, to, to, to let them see Jesus. At some point, we, because if we're going to see that, if we're going to see our children and our teens back in God's house, then, then if we, if we, if we have to see their relationship with God grow, and the only way we can do that is full speed ahead. We've got to get back to doing the things. Let me, let me tell you something. Zoom and live stream are great things. They really are. And if you're watching online, I'm so thankful that you're watching online. But can I say they're not the answer? It's not the answer. It's a tool, but it's not the answer. The answer is a community of people together, united, praying, seeking God, worshiping, and having church. Amen. No one has to convince me that the church in 2020 was under spiritual warfare. We were. 2020 was an attack against the church. But again, since we serve a sovereign God, listen, He sometimes allows things to endure because in the end He's going to receive the glory. And I believe with all my heart that He is working things out for our good. God's working. And in a lot of ways, let's be honest, he's teaching us patience. He's he's teaching us to wait on his timing. But let me tell you something. Things will turn around. You know how I know that? Because he promised it in his word. He said that a great revival would sweep the nations in the last days. And I want to make sure that we are positioned as a church to be a part of that great awakening. I want to see God. But given this crisis challenging this nation, reeling from the effects of this COVID-19 and also acts of racism and, 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 and economic apprehension and, and the just social unrest, it's safe to say that the 2020 was unprecedented times. It's something that nobody in here has ever faced before. This this um, a political unrest, racial unrest, social unrest in America, it, it's, it's almost holding us breathless over what's going to happen next. What's the next big event that we're going to hear on national news? What's the next big thing that's going to just, just going to get us all down and out and, and just depressed? What's the next bad thing? And I hate to say it, but that's the mentality that we have had as children of God. Instead of looking forward to what God is going to do, we've been in our minds saying, oh, what's going to happen next? Because something's bound to happen next. And I'm telling you, we have to shift our mindset. We have to to shift our mindset not to to what's going to happen next, but look what God's going to do next. Because I believe the greatest days are ahead. I believe that we're walking into, again, unprecedented times. But in this case, it's going to be for our good. Why? Because I know that God is working. God is working. We've had to face things about robbing life of the unborn. We've had to face things about poverty that will, that will imprison dreams and hopes of sons and daughters of every race. We've, 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 we've had to look at acts of war. 
We've had to look at all these things and even more complicating those realities. The church now finds itself in a time where the right of religious liberty is taken away. And now Jesus isn't shared everywhere that it should be. And I believe that's part of our problem. Can I say it? I believe that's part of our problem. That we've taken Jesus out of things. But let me tell you something. I'm not worried about it. I'm not concerned about it. You say, Pastor, how can you be so unconcerned in, during this season? Because this is not my home. Because my home lies in a place called glory. Because there will come a day soon and very soon when my king is going to come back for me. So I'm not worried about the times because my God promised that it would be okay. Amen. The word crisis doesn't even begin to define what we went through this past year. It's only like a small um, a definition of a word. It, it, yet this crisis brings us the most compelling emergency, um, emerging, sorry, of emergency and at the same time opportunity. The greatest opportunity lies ahead. Let me tell you something. What the Bible said in Revelation chapter 3, verse number 8. It says, I know your deeds. See, I placed before you an open door that no one can shut. Did you hear that today? God is about to open up a door that no man can shut. And it's going to unleash an opportunity for God's church to rise up and to overcome every threat that has come against the church in this last year. There's going to be a door that will open up that it says, I know that you have little strength. Yet you have kept my word. And have not denied my name. And because we haven't given up. And because we haven't quit. Yes we have little strength. But my Bible says that he is my strength. When I don't have any more. The door is open. But here's the reality. It's our job to walk through it. I'm asking you today. I'm begging you. I'm praying. I'm urging. There's not another word that I can say. I need you to walk through the door with me. Because I'm going. I'm headed there. Full steam ahead. It's time to get back on mission. Because we're in a season where the Spirit of God is about to rise up and take over every demonic threat that has been put on this earth and every demon's about to be put back in hell where he came from and the power of God is going to rise up again and the church is going to be the church. Amen. We cannot forget that the calling of the church is to, is to proclaim the uncompromised gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That should be the central theme of everything that we do. Reaching people is even at the heart of the church of God core values. And it remains the mission of this local church. I believe that God is about to make all things new. 
Seeing new people come to church. New people come to Jesus. New people experiencing life change. Seeing people that have sought out the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ministries that were dead are now going to come to life. In a season where it seemed like everything has changed. I think God is ready to do something big. The Bible tells me. Because look. The, the, the Lord said the road would never be easy. If it was easy, then being a Christian wouldn't be hard, right? But things are tough. What's the Bible say in Hebrews chapter 12? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. What's it say? And let us run with what? Perseverance. The race marked out for us. Run with perseverance. It pays off to not give in. It pays off to not quit. So there's six different things I want to go through really quick. For us to complete the race that God has given us, the number one thing we got to do is we have to find the unreached. We have to find the unreached. One of the core values of this church is to reach people from all walks of life. That will never change. And as God continues to make things new, we must continue to do what we've been called to do. And I believe doors will be open for us to complete the mission. What does Luke tell us? We have a shepherd who left the 99 to find the one. What's that story tell me? Is that we should love people so much and care about them so much that one missing the mark should should hurt us to all end. We should do everything in our power to make sure that the one gets reached. Why was the 99 saved? The 99 was saved because it was in the comfort of like-minded people. But the one lost sheep, the shepherd, was concerned because it had gone off. And when the sheep, let's be honest, sheep are not real smart. And then the sheep was bound to do something that could hurt itself. And that's what happens to us. That's what happens to the church when we isolate ourselves from the church. That's what happens when we isolate ourselves away from like-minded people is the wolf comes. And he tries to prey on the one lost sheep. Why? Because there's no mode of defense. There's nothing that can protect the sheep. And I'm telling you, church, we're called to go find the lost sheep. Can I say that If the Lord puts it on you to to call somebody, don't wait on me to do it. If the Lord puts somebody in, in your heart to go see, don't wait on me to go do it. Pick up the phone and do it. There's a reason why God placed them on your heart. There's a reason why. Because sometimes we never know the pain, the grief, or the shame that somebody goes through. We never, that we never know it because maybe they're unwilling to admit it. And maybe all they need is somebody to just say, Hey, I love you. What's wrong? I love you. I've missed you. I love you. How you doing? How's life been? How's life been treating you? Is there anything I can pray with you about? We have to find the unreached. My goal this year is to get all of our outreach back on track and to do all the events that we're used to doing because it's time to find those that need Jesus. Luke also talks about the lost son. 
and about how this, this son went off and lived the way that he wanted to live. How he, he knew what was right because he was raised the right way. He knew what was good, but he decided that, hey, I'm going to take a little uh, time in my life and I'm going to do, go do what I like. And he found himself in a mess. He could have very easily said, I give up. I can't do it. I Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me and throw a pity party for myself. But what did he do? He picked himself back up and he went home not knowing what he was going to find. But let me tell you what he found was a dad that opened up his arms and said, Come home, my child. Let's throw a party because my son is home again. We have to have the same mindset that everybody that walks in here isn't going to look the way that I look. They're not going to sound the way that I sound. I hope not. I'm hoarse. I have this thought in my mind. I've talked to a few people about it, about 2021, um, um, having these care groups. And what care groups, care stands for this, call, ask, resource, encourage. Call, ask, resource, encourage. Here's what that means. I want people in this church to say I'm willing to be over a care group. And when you're over a care group, you'll be given a list of names. And over the course of a week or two weeks or a month, however you want to handle it, your job is to call, ask, is there anything I can pray with you about? Resource them if there's a need that the church might can help with and encourage them because sometimes all somebody needs is a little encouragement. Care groups, and I want to start those up. And I know this is, this is a little commercial about it, but if you want to serve in that capacity, if you think that is your gift from God, then let me know and I'd love for you to be a part of it. Number one, we've got to find the unreached. Number two, we have to intercede in prayer. Prayer has to be the theme in everything that we do. Prayer, we, 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 we have to incorporate more times for, for corporate prayer. We, we need to make sure that we're keeping our soul health and our mind health at an all-time high. And I know that the care groups can assist with that, but we need prayer groups that will do the same thing, that will pray for people. I want to have a time where we're, uh, that, that might be weekly, where we might have a Zoom prayer or a live stream prayer where you can join in from home and you can pray with us here at the church. I want to have a monthly uh, you know, time where we come back together in the house of God and have a corporate time of prayer. We've got to have a prayer. Pray without ceasing is what the Bible said. To always pray. Why? Because prayer brings us into obedience with the word of God. He said men ought always to pray. Prayer is the requirement of every born again believer. And he's given us the ability to pray for our rulers and our kings and our presidents. No matter if it's somebody you like or not, you pray for them anyway. We need prayer. Why? Because prayer heals. I've told you multiple stories about how God has healed me. And it was through the power of prayer. And it was through my eight-year-old son. So let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how, old, how young or how old you might be. God can use you. It's real easy to get out of shape when you don't eat right. It's real easy to get out of shape when you don't exercise. And spiritually, we can get out of shape if we don't practice prayer. 
We have to find the unreached. We have to intercede in prayer. We have to network together. Network. Thank you, brother. We have to network together. What's this mean? We need each other. Can I say it again? We need each other. Admittedly, this, the wild winds of change have, have, have attempted to impede the progress as a church. And no doubt Satan himself surely smiled when he thought he got us off course. 2020 could have been the year the church died. 2020 could have been the year that the church gave up. But let me tell you something. We are resilient and we don't quit because we serve a Savior who didn't quit on me, who didn't give up on me. And when I least deserved it, He sent His Son to die to forgive me of my sin so I wouldn't have to endure the pain that He went through. And if God didn't quit on me, we shouldn't quit on Him. We've got to network together. I have never been more proud of our church. We have found ways to communicate the gospel in a, in a season where they said we couldn't have church. Well, guess what? We're having church. We're in it's not being defiant by any means. We'll do it online. We'll do it outside. We'll do it in the home. We'll do it in the church house. I don't care how we do it. We're having church. In a year that could have been really bad for the church, listen to this. I looked up these stats. In 2020, the church of God saw 1,262,669 people saved. Did you hear that? In a year that the church could have quit, we had 1,065,665 people sanctified. We saw 431,000 baptized in the Holy Spirit and 268,000 people baptized in water. There were many churches that closed their doors this past year, but there were 888 new churches birthed in COVID-19. The church might have left the building, but they haven't quit. Find the unreached. Intercede in prayer. Network together. Invest in church planting. What do I mean about that? Guess what? If God tarries and Lord willing, Easter weekend, we're launching another campus. We have a campus in Yukon ready to go. We're going to pray about it. We've got a few more things we need to do there. But I challenge you this, okay? And I know we don't like talking about money. Oh, pastor, first week back, started talking about money again. I challenge you this year to be your biggest giving year yet. Why? Because the Bible promises us that if we bless those, He blesses us. If we bless, we get blessed. So if you want to get blessed this year, give to God. Give to his church and let's see Yukon <laughs> explode for Jesus Christ. Let's see it. Invest in church planting. Five, send missionaries into the world. And we do that. We give them missions every single year. And this year might have been our biggest missions giving year yet. Let me tell you something. I've always heard it said that if you give to missions, God will bless your church. That's why we give to missions. Because admittedly, we want to be blessed, right? 
So we give. We need to continue to do that. And then lastly, number six, we have to not only find the unreached, intercede in prayer, network together. We have to invest into church planting, send missionaries into the world, but we've got to harvest lost souls into the kingdom of God. We've got to see discipleship take place the way that it needs to. I told you this isn't a run to the altars type message, but it's something we need to hear. It's something we need to do because it's not enough to come in and have a holy shout and tears come down our eyes and walk out if nothing inside has changed. It's not enough to have a Holy Ghost shout down if you go out and into the weekend do the exact same thing you did the weekend before. We need discipleship to change, to transform into the image of God. And so we have to see these lost souls come into the kingdom and begin serving with us. Amen. As we close, if you'll come play. God gave me an analogy as he was giving me this, this message on new. And y'all know what, the, what um, this is. It's an air filter. Good. Do you know what this does? Yeah, exactly right. It keeps dust particles from coming in. Keeps my allergies in check. What happens when this gets clogged? Well, the AC unit breaks down. What happens when it gets clogged? My allergies go into haywire. What happens when this gets clogged? Things don't work the way that they should. And the Lord spoke to me and He said, The church is just like an air filter. That my Holy Spirit is supposed to go through clean with nothing stopping its way. But the church has put up things, traditions, rituals that have clogged it up. What did COVID do? It made us go back to the the, the basics. It made us just worship God. That's it. Now, I love a dinner more than anybody. You can look at me and know that I love dinners. Okay? Let's be real. And we're going to have them, by God, as soon as we can. I'm getting all the food casserole dishes over there, and we're having a throwdown. Okay? But that's not what brings in the power of God. A holy reverence for His Word. For His presence. He said, I am going to make all things new. And I'm going to get the church back to a place where I intended it to be. So that my Holy Spirit can move freely. And do what I sent it to do, which was to change lives. For I will make all things new. 
There's things in 2021 that you that you want to see God do for you personally. Katie, I, I hope and pray they come and that you see everything that God wants you to have. Every dream and every vision that you've had. And I know you've had them. I will make all things new. I'm not going to sit here and declare that 2021 is our year because we say that every year, right? 2020, we said, was the year of perfect vision. And in many cases, I think it was absolutely true because it made us see what was really wrong. It made us see where we lacked. It made us see where we needed God the most. It gave us perfect vision. And it hurt just a little bit. But 2021, I'm declaring that all things will be made new in the name of Jesus. Things that were dead are coming to life. Dreams that were dead are coming to life. Visions that were dead are coming to life. Hopes that were dead are coming to life. Bones that were dead are coming to life. And I pray that the Holy Spirit make all things new. You may say, Pastor, I'm, I'm here today. I might have been here my whole life. You might be here for the very first time. And you say, there's something I need God for me to, to, to do for me this year. Would you raise your hand? Look. I want you to look around. We're all needing something from God. I will make all things new. Write it down. Because these words are faithful and true. Are you ready? Are you ready to see what God's going to do this year? I am. Find the unreached. Intercede in prayer. Network together. Invest in church planting. Send missionaries across the world. And harvest lost souls into the kingdom. That should be our mission in 2021. To complete the task that God has laid before us. To reach, to restore, and to release. Let's get back on track. And let's do it God's way. There are all these hands that were raised that you need something from God this year. I'm going to pray over, over, over you right now. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, I'm going to ask one question. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, if you want to rededicate your life to Him, if you knew Him once before, but life's hit you sideways and you just want to make sure that you are God's child, that He has your name written down in the Lamb's book of life. If you want to give your heart to Christ right now, would you raise your hand?